0: Good evening, troops. Welcome to the latest edition of the Endless Celts podcast, episode 124 now, which is a bit mental, mind-blowing, but (laughs) happy Friday night. Your weekend starts here. Uh, Don't worry, all the housewives out there, because I'm stepping in, but the housewives favourite's still in, the handsome Stephen's still here. How you doing, Stephen? All right?
1: All good mate, all good. As you said, episode 124. I can also, a big that shout out you. to our first ever members of the NSL's podcast, Kenny McArdle, Danny Boy 67 Kaiser and Kevin14. Absolutely fantastic and as we said last week on the show, was absolutely become a member. It's brilliant to see people taking the fans of that, a family star. So as you said, Friday night stars, Bonkers here with, with us.
0: Bonkers. <laughs> uh, also our resident poet, our fountain of knowledge, Tony's with us this week as well. How are we doing Tony?
2: Uh, I'm all good, mate. Well, all good. Uh, Who needs the Celtic website uh, to model the new strip when we've got (laughs) our very own uh, William Dobbin looking resplendent in the new kit, I have to say. And uh, it's all good to be back. It's been a pretty mad week for us, obviously. John fresh out his courtroom battles with YouTube and then he was, you know, ready for uh, <laughs> square going with his cousin live here on Monday night. I didn't know if I was watching a football show or an endless uh, Celts UFC uh, crossover event, but I was on a good laugh, wasn't I? Oh, uh, really so, mind. I all good to go. We're back at Celtic Park tomorrow.
0: Buzzing. I uh, you know, man. If you've not seen it yet, guys, get on Monday's episode. There's a few fireworks. It's brilliant, man. John and Stephen need you to just get a room and just have a wee winch and a cuddle, cause. <laughs> right, let's get stuck in the first uh, a, a preseason game there on Wednesday night against Banik Bani Ostrava. It was, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. What an atmosphere, by the way. Wasn't it a friendly match? What? Was it? It was, it was like a European qualifier. The atmosphere was brilliant. I think it was because of the. Air. Is it their centen- centenary yeah. year, and it was a celebration? So no yeah. it. Oh, it was magic. It's, I've never like the we go away games in the SPL, and there's no an atmosphere like that. That's uh, it was there's no a Magic game and and brilliant game to watch again. Uh, battle of the goals is as as a long uh, and the... pre season uh, so far. Uh, I'll just dive right in. Uh, the, the first goal uh, we conceded as usual. First goal wasn't great defending, but we'll move on to the uh, the second goal, which was lovely. And uh, I'll come to you, Tony, because it, it was a lovely bit of uh, work for Forrest uh, and Ekiogo. And I just wanted wanted to touch on Forrest a wee bit because I, I feel like he's had he's had quite a lot of minutes so far this preseason, more than most. I would I would suggest. Uh, do you think that's something that's going to be a factor going forward? Do you think he's going to get a lot more first team action this season? I know he was injured a lot last season, but do you think he's going to feature more than than we first thought? I know I think everybody would imagine a front three. Starting first would be uh, Kyogo, Jota, and Maeda possibly, but I think we've seen a lot more of Forest. So I just I think it's quite interesting. You might you think you might play a more prominent part?
2: I, I think he, he will. Well, he, To be perfectly honest, obviously he was just coming back into things, uh, into uh, some action just uh, at the tail end of last season. He obviously. Uh, Similar, I know we're going to touch on Julian later on, but I think maybe Forest was—it's um, it's a similar kind of situation where he couldn't feature too much because Ange was just not wanting to interrupt the, the status quo too much um, until the league um, was over, and um, even in Phil. But I think he, when he's, he came on at the tail end of last season, he, he looked like he was getting back to um, match sharpness. He obviously was. Fantastic! The day down at Livingston uh, when he got the and you know, got his, the goal that day as well that really uh, sealed the three points. And on the back of um, that, he's obviously been given a three-year contract. Um, so and getting featured a lot in pre-season, so it looks like Ange's got a lot of big plans for him, uh, which is absolutely fantastic because you know as, as we've discussed on here before, he's no no one can ever doubt his contribution to the club so far. But there is a where he's sitting at the moment. Um, if the next three years, as we hope, um, prove to be as successful as uh, his previous years at the club, he could very well retire um, as the most decorated player in our history. So yeah, I'm yeah. definitely you got to see him on the pitch uh, doing what he does best more than often than not this year.
0: Definitely, I agree. I think he's looked sharp as well. I think he's he's, he's looking quite trim and and he's he's bulked up a bit. So um, hopefully he gets his fitness. Uh, back properly, and, and we see a bit more on this year, and it's another great option to have. I think you're bang on with a three year deal, which they're not going to give him that if he's just going to be a bit part player. So, I think he's a big, uh, big part of Ange's plans. I'd like to hear Stephen actually a wee bit about Forrest because he was uh, tail end last year saying he was done, a bit like uh, a few other members of the squad at the moment, like <laughs> like after seeing twenty minutes of Julian, that's him out the door. So, uh, Forrest, what do you think, mate?
1: Uh, i would be a good backup option, there brother. I think that's, he's going to be. He's not going to be playing first choice this season. I think Abada has cemented that position. Not only has he done it for Celtic, he's also produced with Israel in the international stage as well, so we have to take that into account. Forrest, I think you're right, though, William, he looks trim. He looks far more sharper than he did towards the end of that season. Obviously, a full preseason under on their hands, helps with that. But again, the goal, as you said, I thought him and Juranovic worked well together down the right. Juranovic poked the ball back to him and he put it in. Kyogo again finished two and two games for him in preseason. but I mean, I know you're trying to tap me into some corridor here, William. <laughs> that I get that I could I'm actually
0: quite surprised you said a going to be so. Is a going to make the first 11 start? 11 oh, easy. So, who 100%. you dropping then? Jota Maeda Forest. Forest? What about Jota Maeda? Or are they see this? This, this
1: is the thing, right? This is the thing, right? Now, now we're going right down this list, right? <laughs> It's I mean, about if, you're it, looking, about
0: goals, if, but... if you're looking, <laughs> if
1: you're looking, if you're looking at the right hand side, right, you're looking at Forrest, Abada Jada. We all know Jada at the moment. We think works better on the left, but Mieta plays there so effectively. You're going into the front the, the season with a front three Jada, Kyogo, probably, and Mieta. But I think behind that would be Abada, and then you're talking Forrest, the third choice. Now that's not kind of me slanting on him, as Anthony said, he has the possibility the most decorative player in Celtic history when he retires and. Hopefully, that uh, comes at the end of his three years and he stays with us all of his career because his experience is vital to the team. Like people like Abada, Jada can only know from guys like that. And then you got Harry Kuehl in the mix as well, who plays similar positions. I'm just coming merely from the point that they kind of, as like they did with Julian, they kind of got fucking UFC'd and, and <laughs> slammed each other. Like, but it's a point that they can see on the pitch. I think Forrest kind of tails away. There's no like final bit in him to go that like, 60, 70, 80 minutes. He played well, but I do think a batter for me would be over him and Jad on the right-hand side.
0: Fair enough, fair enough, mate. Um, I'll come right back to you because the third goal was a thing of beauty, Matt O'Reilly, and I know we'll touch on him a wee bit more later on as well because there's a lot of people touting, and shouting that he's going to be player of the year this year and he's going to be um, a v- pivotal part of what we're going to do this year going forward, and I thought he was... Um... Hi, hey, Robert, mate. I thought he was excellent again, and um, his goal was fantastic, wasn't it? Getting and it's that position in between the, the defence and the in the midfield that he's, he's picked up and in it's a fantastic strike, Stephen. Uh what did you think of the goal and also how him, him in preseason so far he's looked very dangerous, isn't
1: he? don't really he's he's a baller like isn't he? One point five million from MK Dons. Flip Miller ringing the police, looking that oh, back was. again. He's he's unbelievable, I think. Uh, we're we were thinking about Tom Rodgers leaving and it was emotional and things. But I think Matt already stepped up. He's come into pre-season. He's featured against Vienna, featured against uh, Banco Strava. And that goal, I mean, the first goal against Rapid Vienna in his first game was good. But that goal was just even better from a similar position. The way he took it, bump, into the left-hand side and that past the goalkeeper. He's so elegant on the ball. Do you know what I mean? He takes it in. He doesn't panic. He played a good part in the first goal as well. Kind of chopped it back the Players thought he was going to go for, He chopped it back into that position for the goal for, for the goal end to come. I think he's going to be a main player in that midfield, like, and you, know, you got the likes of Turnbull there as well. And they're both fantastic ball players. And Matt O'Reilly, he sees things that others can't. And I think it's vital when you look at Kyogo, you look at Mieta, they're making them darting runs. Players like Turnbull and O'Reilly will find him nine times out of ten, and he's only going to get better, in my opinion. And Liverpool, we're watching them for five years, basically building up their database, so there's a, definitely a player in there. We've took him and you can see the end result in, in the distance, can't you? Obviously not so far coming now, hopefully not next season, keeping for another couple of years, but you can see the pay signs coming. You can see the the pay signs coming from England or wherever it may be. He certainly played a blinder this one. Like.
0: Definitely. I think you made some great points here. I was going to come to Tony as well and say, um, uh, I was going to actually touch on the, the partnership with Kyogo because I noticed a few times in the game, Kyogo's making the runs and... and um, O'Reilly's trying to look for him and he's definitely got that pass in him I think that partnership could be really pivotal for us this year as well and then and just to touch on again what Stephen said as well I'd like you to comment on Tony was that it's like we've lost Rogic um, a big loss for us last year it was kind of it was kind of one or the other in, in the starting eleven anyway it was either O'Reilly or Rogic uh, so I feel like O'Reilly can, is going to step in and it's, it's, it's his position to own now but we've we've got Turnbull, who's returned for injury last year, and that's and he's another one that I think is fantastic in that position. And I was I know there's been reports of him leaving West Ham for ten million, whatever. I would for me, I would keep him. I think he's been uh, fantastic for us in the past. And I just think I think sometimes when somebody gets a long term injury, um, fans can be a bit fickle and forget how good how talented they are because i have not seen him for so long. This guy's is, is, is magic, isn't he? So I first of all, O'Reilly and Kyogo matching up, and then. How how pivotal do you think Aurelia is going to be going forward this season?
2: I I think you absolutely will be. I mean, just touching on the goals uh, to start with, um, Willie, um, because I say, apart from the goals and one or two other incidents, I didn't actually see much of the game on Wednesday because I was at my ladies match. But um, I have seen the the goals and uh, he took it absolutely brilliantly. I mean, the the goalkeeper was a wee bit to one side, but even then he still got enough on it to get it round him. So it's an absolutely tremendous uh, finish. But in terms of his partnership with Kyogo as well uh, and others, like you say, that, that's the whole benefit of having this pre-season where we don't have to be, you know, we're not anxious about, you know, having to go to, you know, all far-flung corners of uh, the continent uh, playing teams that we've never heard of with £40 million at stake. That money's already banked and, we you know, that this entire tour has been all about, you know, getting guys to build relationships with each other, build that team spirit, build that understanding um, between each each other and, um, yeah, Kyogo and him, they, they just look absolutely fantastic together um, on Wednesday night. And um, I think, yeah, uh, the, he has got all the opportunity now to go and really make that, that place his own. But you're absolutely buying on. He's going to face a hell of a, a competition for David Turnbull. Um, I, 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 I can remember you say about the the transfer rumour with West Ham, it seems to die down and then it uh, yeah, comes it back bad. up again, such as the, you know, the Twitter sphere that we live in these days. Um, but I'm very much like yourself, I would, I'd far rather have David Turnbull on the books than uh, a few extra quid in the bank. I think he's a terrific player and to get someone of his ability, um, you know, we've been talking off air about that. You know, there, there's no obvious SPL players out there just now, especially creatively, um, that could come in and do a job for them. You know, a few years ago, when he was at Motherwell, it was, you know, I often say, you know, Stevie Wonder could see that this guy was, the you know, the next great talent coming through and we should have been pulling, everything, doing everything we could to get him on the books. And obviously with the, you know, the medical and stuff, there was a bit of a hiccup there for a year. But he came in uh, under Neil Lennon and he, you know, he, he was one of the few shining lights in the, you know, the disastrous uh, 10 season. Uh, it looked like he was... Perhaps looking a little bit lightweight at the start of last year, but he came up to speed very quickly under Ange. And uh, since he's came back, he had a great game last game of the season against his former club, Motherwell. And um, I think, like O'Reilly, I think the the two of them will uh, play a massive part in what we hope to be uh, will be another successful year.
0: It's great that we're we're sitting talking about the the options we've got because, I mean, this time last year, the the pre-season, we were... Moffat was starting every game, and it was you know, it was all the all the youth, and we were we were struggling to bring together a first eleven. In all honesty, weren't we? And, and this year we've got an absolute like w- the list we've got to choose from is it's it's, it's magic. It really, really is. Uh, I'm so excited to see what riley has got to do this season coming. Um, so in between the third and the fourth goal, there was a, the the old toilet roll debacle because Bannock were shaking ourselves. Uh, we we scored a couple of goals and thought oh shit here we go Uh, but then the fourth goal came in we had our changes and big deal with another one touch finish and what a finish it was Tony it was a bit Zlatan-esque I thought when it came in it was was a matter of just getting a part of your body on it and directing it goalwards Uh, the options we've got like I've said um, and, and it's a different player for Kyogo, Kyogo's movement was great first half I thought as well but just getting balls in the box and and, and his finishing is just um, magic as well, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a tough, tough job if you're playing one up top to choose between these two guys, and I know we talk about it a lot, Ross talks about it a lot where it's it's about playing the fixture, and it's great to have these two options, isn't it? And Gio is just, he's a born finisher.
2: He's nowhere safe um, for a keeper or uh, you know, a defence when you're playing against this guy. Like you say, he can look quite unorthodox at times, but that has been, as we've seen last year, um, second half of the season, it can be very effective, you know, some of the goals he scored. Um, but yeah, it must be an absolute nightmare to play against. And I think the the goal that he scored on Wednesday was sort of, it was similar, I felt, to the effort that he tried to do against Rangers in the 3-0 game um, when there was a great couple of interchanging and, but interchange, and then they put the ball across and they, the ball was behind him and he twisted his body really quickly. And just got something on it, and it was a great save for Alan McGregor to be fair to him. Um, that night, I mean, Jackie Marcus didn't get on the score sheet that night, but you know, he was still right. probably my man of the match that I night, along with, well, yeah. along with a long way, perhaps a long way. A he was absolutely brilliant, and I think again, he's looking leaner, he's looking fitter. I think he's going to be, like you say, an absolute baller this year as well. Um, it's a good problem to have, you know, which of the two, and um, do you start up front, but by the same token. Um, as we have said, we might see it before the season starts. We've not quite tried the experiment yet to play the two of them, um, and um, yeah, I think if you're an opposing defender coming up against that, you'd be as well just staying in the dressing room because uh, you've absolutely no chance. But um, and it's not to say that we might even still add um, in the striking department as well. So yeah, it certainly we've certainly not looked lacking in firepower, uh, shall we say.
0: Definitely not, and like like I say, they're both different players. But it's so great to have that option. I mean, uh, the goals that Kyogo scored in the cup final last year, uh, Geo's not doing that. But Kyogo's not scoring that goal that Gio scored on Wednesday night. So it's great, and and like even the messies of this world, they don't they don't play ten out of ten every game. So it's it's just it's so great to have that option, isn't it, Stephen? We've got two strikers here, and I think this is what we've harped on about. When it was uh, Lenny's last season, where we um, we were we were dreadful. Whereas uh, we always talk about the fact that now there's two or three players for each position, and they're all as good, equally as good as each other, and they're all fighting for that position. Whereas back then it was like a nailed on eleven, and nobody was taking the spot. So uh, th- this is another uh, this is another option we've got with these these two. They're both fighting for that that number nine jersey, as it were, and uh, they're both equally good options, aren't they?
1: Oh, they're both spectacular players, both different as you rightly pointed out in terms of what they can offer but can I point out as well to the chat again the interaction is fantastic with loads of people in it, Kenny McArdle, Shai67 Patrick McLaughlin, Ryan Kelly all getting involved in the debate, it's great to see and again big shout out to the guys who became our members for the first ever time, it's an option for everyone if you want to check that out 99pm just to support the page and Help us upgrade some things, as you can tell by my computer screen or laptop or whatever. It gets a bit <laughs> hazy sometimes, but hey, <laughs> what can we do? But I mean, J- Jack Magus he's a, a cracking player. And I think all, all of his goals bar one's a one touch finish, isn't it? And yep. it's just that instinctive attitude to the, the strike the ball when needed, get his body across the defender. And someone in the comments <clears throat> said about Chris Sutton. He could be our new Chris Sutton. I totally agree. Albeit Chris Sutton obviously had a better touch, but the physicality, the presence, just to be in them right areas at the right time. And he comes on as well. He's not huffing that Kyogo's starting. He's not making a fuss. He gets his goal. He goes straight over to Ralston and thanks him for the assist. Them two seem to have a good connection going on there as well. It's great to see. But what they can offer, and it's frightening to to think about them playing together. And yes, it might not work, but the thought and the kind of fantasy in your head, it could be you could be smashing teams up, like quite simply, if you have Kyogo playing off Yakamakis or Kyogo to the left of him in some games, and it's, Absolutely fantastic, and as you rightly said, when Lennon was in charge, we I think we purposely done our lineup predictions wrong just to get a bit of flavour into it because we knew he was starting every week, week in, week out. But just having Yakimakis and Kyogo, maybe possibly another dad into the mix there. But again, Postlethwaite sort that himself. But just at the minute, they're both scoring. What more do you need? I know as and, as a as a scary prospect that you're saying about
0: playing the two of them. I think that this the 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 Sutton thing is quite. See, for me, like all rounded, I think Gio's probably like. I'm not saying he's a better player than Chris Sutton. I'm not saying that at all. I think Chris Sutton was, was fantastic. But for me, Gio's probably a better finisher. He's quicker. He's a bit more well rounded. And uh, Henrik always says about. And he played with some of the world's best. And he talks about Big Sutton being his best partner. And uh, there's a few saying that saying that about Big Jan Venegar. Yep. I'm not. I think, again, I think Jan Venegar was just a battering ram. I think Gio's much more than that. I think he's much more. I think he's. he's much better technically. I think he's quicker. Um I think his movement's better. I, I just I I think he's just a fantastic. I can't believe we got him for Peanuts as well. Um came as the top goal scorer in a league for a relegated <laughs> side. Uh, which is which beggars belief. Um I had a partnership it's it is a scary, scary thought. Uh, I don't think Angel ever play two up top. I think if it is going to play the two of them together, Kyogo will have to come on coming off the left or I don't know yeah. what you guys think, but um, I think that's going to be... Cause I, I don't think Kyle will play number 10 either, so I think if they're going to play together, I think that would have to be the way he's going to play, because I don't think Andrew's going to change his style, but it's a very, very scary thought, and the fact that um, we've got these options is, like I say, this time last year, we were, we were struggling with Moffat up top himself, and now we've got these options. And But, I mean, um, Tony's right. Strikers, we could be getting another one in, the window's not shut. We're going. We're going to go on and talk about transfer rumours later on, but um if you're coming into the team and you've got these two ahead of you, that's not a, a great prospect for yourself, is it? You're not trying to break into that team, but we'll touch on that later. Um the fifth goal, slack passing again and we ended up conceding again. I'll come back to Stephen because I know he likes to be negative about our defence and uh, <laughs> slack passing again, conceded again. Is it a is it an issue for you? Do you think it's a problem going forward that we conceded? Because as much as we've scored a load of the goals this pre-season, we have conceded five in the last two. And I know it's pre-season, but what do you think about the defence? And I know it's a lot of shuffling and changing; it's not a settle back four either. But is it something that's a concern for you, or
1: is it? Well, just, I think this,
0: it's. This is Angie Stelling. Not, this is what we do. We just score more than you, and that's it.
1: <laughs> I think it's all. It, it's a concern always that you're conceding goals and to kind of living that fantasy land where if you score more, you will win. Blah blah blah. It's, oh, it's never going to work out like that. You need to have some sort of plan in place to fix the kind of issues that we need. I mean, that goal you're talking about, I think your wee man, Lowell, got caught out with a slack pass in behind him and their their striker kind of outpaced him. Watching it back again today, that's what I thought of it anyway. Um, in terms of the defence and whole, I think we do need a couple of new additions. Burnaby's going to take a while to settle in. They can kind of gather that. He's great going forward, but his positional sense at left-back isn't great at the moment. But again, he's learning how to play that inverted fullback role and come into the... Midfield with the ball, like Greg Taylor can do really well at the minute. It's all as you guys rightly pointed out. It's hard to bet an out-and-out replacement for him instead of getting into the, the big kind of big money territory. So Burnaby will take a while to, to settle. Julian, you know my opinion. I just don't think he's going to cut it. He just looks slow and labored to me. And all the games I've seen him, and I know you've rightly pointed out that he he played a couple of good passes, couple of good tackles. But again, and this whole argument, the people are getting minutes and they're getting minutes on their legs. I mean, academy players are getting minutes but they're not going to feature going forward. Julian, for me, is putting himself into the shot window. I think that Ange, if he really wanted to see what he was made of, he would have put, a, put him in more last season. He didn't do that because he was fit from the turn of the year, so there was plenty of opportunity to give him a game here and there, but he didn't. Um, you look at Uraghiti. I don't know. <sighs> the first game against that amateur, or semi-professional said he looked good. I openly said he looked, he looked really good. But in the game against Rapid, I just thought he got found wanting. He, he was a mistake for one of the goals at the back post, much like Uralovic was in that game against Banik He got caught out of the back post, but it was his first game back, so you had to cut him some slack and that kind of prospect. But there is some surgery for me that definitely needs done for that back four. Because if you're playing European football, now bear this in mind, we're not going to be playing against a, a Mullerville every week and, or a St. Mirren. We'll be playing against a Real Madrid, a Liverpool, a Shakhtar Donetsk. And if you make them basic mistakes, it's curtains before you even start. You need, You need to cut that out of your game.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> we're going to talk more about uh, uh, the, the, these sort of players later on, anyway. Um, and I'm surprised that the first three names for the Champions League: Chakdarnesko was in there, but that's I know. Oh, but we all <laughs> like
1: Chakdarnesko. is a team. Is a team Those European bear. Like I, I know.
0: I know. It's just funny that you went Real Madrid, Liverpool, and then you bypassed every other top European team
1: and went to Shakhtar. that point. I yeah, was trying, trying to make. make. Thanks,
0: Stevie Boy. Fuck. Yeah, but a good team will punish us with CCV and Staffel at the back.
1: Of course, but they're not going to make labour mistakes like that. Do you know what I mean? They've well, been trained in that system. Well, I've
0: felt made a few labour mistakes last year. CCV did it also. I just think you, I think you're being a bit harsh. But we'll go on to it later on. Um, next goal was Gio, in again another lovely strike. And um, oh, you can't bring your granddad you? in. Just say that you well said to your granddad. Eh? Granddad, by the way, you're not giving Get me pelters on. about Julian. Go on, you need to give us a comment, granddad. And just back me up. <laughs> the next goal, Geo, another three. good save and a bad at uh, in the right place at the right time again. That's no coincidence. He'd done it numerous times last season. He's just a, he's, he's another one that's just a, he's, he's a go- proper goal scorer for, for the wide uh, wide areas, uh, Tony. He's going to be massive for us again this year, isn't he? And he's not even, again, we're talking about the first 11s. He's, he's, he, he didn't feature much when we, we had a fully fit squad last year. But he definitely filled in when we didn't, and he scored. A, a, he was third or fourth top goal scorer for us yeah. last season. and He's he's still a young boy, he's what, what a prospect he is. And again, like I said, right place, right time, no coincidence, is it?
2: No, it's not. Um, you're, you're absolutely spot on, Well, about the fact that you know this isn't the first time we've seen it. He is one of these kind of instinctive players, you know, he just wants to be in and around the box. Um, if you know if there's a, a loose ball to be to be sort of latched onto, and he's put in. He's put the ball on the back of the net again. And um, I know it's obviously in terms of the result, it's a meaningless fixture, but it kind of put the game to bed We knew we were going to yeah. win it. As I said, um, results don't really matter this time of season, but um, it's always great to see. And I think it was part of the the whole sort of goal of this um, Austrian tour was to play against, not, not the first game, obviously, that's just getting back on the path, but was Rapid Vienna treated it like it was a Champions League qualifier. And obviously the the team we were playing on Wednesday as well, they were you know quite adamant. You know they were they were there to have a competitive football match, yep. um, and we, we turned up. And um, I think, I, like you say, I also think a battle feature a lot more this year as well. He's obviously got another year under his belt, but he's still young, so we have to you know give him that kind of breathing space. And you know he's not going to be tremendous every single week that he plays. You know he's going to have quiet games, um, but the good thing is now. That um, we obviously do have, you know, you have got, like we've said, we've got Jota on a permanent deal now. I don't actually think that, um, you know, Maeda's been out on the right a couple of times as well, and obviously we've got James Forrest, so a plethora of options. If, um, if you know, he's, he's got any niggling injuries or he's, you know, he's, he goes off the boil, so it's a, the benefits of having a real depth in squad um, that there's always a variety of options, and um, opposing managers don't know what's coming next, and which can only bode well for us.
0: Definitely, mate. And uh, I'm glad the Egyptian Kings came in with that comment because he's led me right into my next point, and that was... <laughs> I'm going to come straight back to Tony because I know he <laughs> fucking hates goalkeepers. <laughs> Joe, Hart, Joe Hart, like David Marshall at Euros, um, standing 40 yards out. And to be fair to him, Seagrass was the same, so it's obviously the gaffers. Um, it's, it's his advice. He, that's what he wants us to do. And I can understand in a way because... The way he wants to play, if there is a team pressing us, it's like an extra man there. It's like an extra centre-half there to, to pass the ball in. and it's, it's obviously, well, I think it is, Angie's uh, looking for that extra man there so that we can create that space. He comes and presses. We've got that spare man in, both, both, and a couple of passes, and we're away in a counter-attack. That's the only thing I can see. <laughs> but obviously, there's, there's, it's putting the shaiters up, everybody. Uh, somebody had a shot. I, I think somebody had a, a pot at goal for 40 yards at one point. Yep. What do you think about it, Tony? Does it give you the heart
2: palpitations? <laughs> uh, it, it does a bit. Similar to the, I mean, I understand why we do the passing passing back as well. And I understand there's going to be more errors at the start of the season because everyone's just kind of getting back up to speed. But if um, if that, that is the way that we want to do it, then we have to be, you know, switched on 100% because, you know, if, you know the like you say, the guy had a, an effort when Joe Hart kind of, you know, when he was out of position. If that is, you know, a fully match sharp uh, guy, you know, or anyone at the Champions League level, that you're a goal down um, before you even start, um, it's not me. I, I I like goalkeepers, and you know, near their goals where, where they should be. But I I, I get that though. Know, Sweeper keeper and you know, having a, a ball playing goalkeeper, it's part of the the modern way. And you know, who am I to you know question guys? How, you know, put the put the big Ange that, that actually does all these training drills all the time, but I it's no good for the heart, but, you know, supporting Celtic really is, mate, you know, it's, um, true, it's never easy, but it's always That's worthwhile. True, but um, I think, um, to, to be fair to, to, to Joe Hart, he definitely um, put me back on summer with my feelings about goalkeepers, uh, to say the least, um, last year he had a fantastic <laughs> season. But him and Segrist, you know, I think it's going to be a right crack cracking competition for the number one spot. Obviously, it's hearts to lose, um, but Seagrass has come in, he's kind of impressed as well in pre season, so it's good to know that the backup's there if needed,
0: definitely. And I think, I think you but I think Andrew's is, he's no the type that's he's no bringing him in as a backup, he's bringing him in to push for that first 11. And if he does and he performs well in training, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind, Andrew would, would stick him straight in, Stephen. The keepers, I know you're dying to say something, you look
1: at you, you're twitching. What are you, how are you feeling? <laughs> 40 yards outside I mean, their goal, see, to be honest, right. These are bang on. Postacoglu said in his most recent press conference, this is a part of the game. Joe Hart came in late to the team, so he didn't get a chance to practice all this. So it must be a feature. If Segrist is doing it as well, he's obviously telling them to, to do so. And also, John, before I get into this, is said, I'm ignoring comments defending Julian. I'm not ignoring it. I just know it's going to come back up later, and we'll talk about it game when transfers <laughs> and stuff come up. So let's leave that there for now. But in terms of Joe Hart, I mean... <sighs> Being 40 yards out for a keeper like him, I don't think it's great. He doesn't we've seen that with a goalie you can see that in preseason there. His recovery speed was absolutely abysmal. There's faster glue sticks than him in terms of trying to get a ball back. Um the whole I get as you said, William, the, the the playing that kind of free in that kind of position packs the midfield and packs them up further up the pitch 100 percent Again, that that's great if it works. But if you're playing a top level European opposition who've been looking at Celtic, who've been see- seeing the way they play, and they're like, he's always off his lane by 40 yards. When you get the ball, ping it. Someone's going to get one in. And unfortunately, it's the way, way we're playing. Like my granddad, who came up in the comments there, he hates it. He's like, he, often, he wants to keep her in the nets to save a ball. And that's it. Pure, plain and simple. But again, with this whole modern time, playing football like Pep's started with, and in terms of playing the ball, tiki tackle from the back, the best sweeper keeper I've seen is Manuel Neuer for Bayern Munich. I think he's sensational at it. We don't have a keeper like that. But if Posse Cogli wants to do it, Pascal Cody's going to do it. He's the boss. William.
0: <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's obviously the, the, that's the way he's wanted to play and that's the style. And like I say, I can see why um, he's wanted He's wanted to drag out more players. And if he drags somebody out to press and, and Hart beats him or mix it by him and gets a pass, that's just a man up when we're going on a counter-attack which could then lead to somebody else coming out and vice versa. So I can, I can totally understand the logic behind it, but it doesn't help with the heart palpitations when it does happen. I mean, the, the, um, the game at Ibrox last year, when, when we won one now, the first half an hour, there was about three or four occasions in the, in the first, well, not even half an hour, the first 10 minutes where we were like, I was like, Jesus Christ, just get it up the park. And I think when Gio's on it is a good option to sometimes punt up the park. And I, I am all for playing for the back, definitely all for playing for the back. Let's like, it's like that's yeah football and that's the style we want to play now. um. But there is occasions where you just need to get rid. Like, Paul nails it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. Aye, aye, that's true. Uh, so let's move away from the Bannock game and just let's look at the... That's the Austrian part of our pre-season over. We're, we're at home um, come tomorrow. So pretty successful, I would say. Barrel load of goals. I think we're looking... Decent fitness-wise, the, the high intensity and the press was, is, is there. and the last two games, the atmosphere is as it's, it's close to a competitive game as I've ever seen in pre-season. Uh, so I think it's been a, definitely a successful uh, period. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think the high press, the, the, the intent, it's looking there? And and I think one thing for me as well, Stephen, I'll come to you, is that it's similar to last season, is the number of different goal scorers we've had. It's not... It's not just one man we're, we're, we're counting on to score all these goals. It's all across the park, goals from everywhere. Um, it's been great to see, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole tour, as you rightly said, just about getting fitness back in the legs, getting that kind of style out again. The press, I've seen it in the first game, when with the Malistad team, when you crack open your beer, with the Malistad team from the, the third division in Austria, God, God love them. Like, they must have wanted us to go home and crawl into their beds after that. And then against Rapid and... Uh, the other team, Nero Strava, The atmosphere was fantastic. I tried to bring up atmosphere in the last podcast, but got ridiculed because fans make a difference there. But you know what I mean. But I mean, like it's still, it's just still been really oh, good. You just get ridiculed
0: the, on this podcast, <laughs> man. Just,
1: just the business. <laughs> and see, seeing different seeing different players scoring. O'Reilly getting back among the goals. Kyou coming back fit. The bang in the new season. Meier just looks as as he done last season, just full of speed, full of press, and you got Cameron carter victors coming back in a, in a permanent contract. Jada. The club's got a good kind of boost from that. Coming back home tomorrow to play Blackburn, I, I can't actually wait to see the game. To be honest, it'll be on Premier Sports on TV, so it's even better than watching it on a dodgy stream. But yeah, it's all boat, it's all bone and well. Like I think overall, that the exercise and also has been well worthwhile. Far better than last season, anyway. Put it like that.
0: Well, yeah. Let's just nobody watches Dodgy streams and endless sales podcasts. We've all no, um, no, 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 no. We've all subscribed Projectors to Celtic TV. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what, what do you, how do you feel about the, the preseason so far? There's, there's one point I'd actually like to, i like to hear the two years. do you think that because it's been a lot of shuffling, it's been nobody's been getting any more than forty five minutes an hour a game, uh, which I understand preseason you, you one you're, you're, just trying to get the fitness back up and two you'd want to have a look at everybody and see how, how they're they're playing and giving everybody a chance, but do you feel like there's maybe been a bit too much of that. Do you think there should have been maybe like start starting eleven that he's has in mind, and then the French players get a half a half hour or vice versa, or do you think that the way he's done it, it's it's beneficial to the uh, the team and, and his thoughts going forward in, in the preseason?
2: I think this is um, try to put it in like in a sort of musicians type of way. I think like these games and this tour. You know, when before artists do like the big massive, you know, stadium tours or arena tours or right. whatever, they have like a couple of warm up gigs. I think that's essentially what this tour's been. It's just about getting back in, back in the swing of it. And um, I think that's why there has been a lot of, um, you know, ch- chopping and changing. But I think as we get closer to that game against Aberdeen, I think a more settled side will start to sort of cement itself. But um, I'm certainly hopeful. Uh, tomorrow I, th- I think it might be a little bit more of the same tomorrow with being at Celtic Park but as I say we've got a few more um, games to come before Aberdeen um, I think we're away next week for Arthur boricci's um, right, testimonial eh? aren't we so that I think again that'll be another step up in class and opposition as well so I think like I say come, come nearer the time I think um, I think the more settled side will sort of you know take shape but I think at the moment it's just it's a good idea to just um I dare say obviously all the sports science and all that will come into it. It'll be a case of you you know you can only play for so long to keep the, the, the yep. chance of injuries um to a minimum. But um yeah, not minding the chopping and changing so far. But um hopefully it doesn't do it, you know, come the night before the first game against Aberdeen. We hopefully you'll know what he's going with.
0: No, I think you're right, mate. That the one reason I make the point is because I want to see I want to see a bit of everybody as well. The only reason I make the point, Stephen, is um for the likes of I'm going to use Julian as an example because he's he is my prime example. This guy gets he gets he gets thrown in and he's a centre half and he plays twenty minutes. And I don't under like obviously Ange sees him in training, so he knows what he's doing every day. But it's really difficult for him to show his worth in 20 minutes. He could not put a foot wrong and nobody would notice he was there. If it's Gio, for example, he comes on, scores a goal but plays rotten. But gets half an hour. Everybody's praising him and thinks he's a he's a world beater because he scored the goal for a centre half or for somebody else. It's di- I think it's really difficult in twenty minutes to show what he's worth. And fans like us then start to criticize or and, and the rest of it. So that what, that's what I was getting at where I was saying a bit the bit of the chopping and changing. Maybe I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of these guys against this stronger opposition. I know with I know Julian and that played a big part in the first game but that was I mean Foltage United would have gave us a better game than them that day like when I seen the starting lineup, that I was like where the fuck are all the first team players and then we banged four goals in in 20 minutes I was like ah now I know the <laughs> why the first team players are on the plane because this would have been scary so first of all what do you, what do you, do you think it's been too much chopping and changing or do you, are you happy that you're getting to see we're getting to see a bit of everybody or do you think it should be we're, we're trying to get the fitness in we talk about the, 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 this minutes thing that you and John keep fucking going on about do you think that the, the guys that are going to be in and about the first team should be getting the majority of minutes and then we should just be seeing bits and bobs with others? Or or how do you think it should be?
1: Well, just first of all, Patrick McLaughlin makes a great point. He says, I'm not so sure about that because the amount of games coming up before the World Cup, all the squad will be rotated and used to equal effect yeah, up until November. I, I think that's a great point. Okay. But yeah. in, terms of what, in terms of what you're saying, I like pre-season because it gives you a chance to see younger players coming up who could be the next in line taking over from a player? Your new signings are coming in. It's so a wee bit of excitement because preseason, let's be honest, is boring otherwise. If so you have nothing to kind of, oh, look at him. I've never seen him play before. He's actually quite decent. Can he make a step up? New signing Burnaby comes in. We're seeing him for 45 minutes. He looks good, obviously. And then Julian, you rightly said he came on for 20 minutes, but 10 9 minutes were up front alongside Jacko Magnus because he never went back. But I mean, I think like I like to see an equal spread, right? I like to see players get a chance, whether it's fourth choice keeper up to the first choice. And then, like Anthony said, once it gets past the crapper pre-season games when you're smashing teams now, you're going into Blackburn, Norwich. You kind of streamline it a bit, get the first team more involved, build up their fitness for the, the Aberdeen game coming up, and then obviously still dip in and out with the younger squad, bring them in too. But from now up until the start of the season, i like to see a wee bit more streamlined, a wee bit more settled, seeing who's actually going to form the starting lineup. Obviously, players could come in in that time, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Started pre-season. I love the rotation. Coming towards the end of it, I want to see who's going to be settled and going forward.
0: Good point. I think Anthony, Anthony makes a good point, mate. Uh, the whole musician thing. He's he's firing out all his songs now and he's waiting to he see what's, what, what gets the best reception and, and that's what's going on in the main tour. I like that, don't you, mate? <laughs> uh, so we've got Blackburn coming up tomorrow. Um, is there anybody that's Impressed you so far? A standout so far this preseason, Tony. That you want to see more of? Is there anybody that in the next few games you're wanting to see more of because you've not seen enough of them? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Anybody? Anybody stand out in particular?
2: In terms of, you know, the the, the, the first game is the only one I've been able to see right the way through. Um, it's supposed to been kind of extended highlights that I've been catching um, with the other two. Um. I think the first, and it's hard to kinda of judge the first game because it was so one sided. I'd I'd like to see a wee bit more of uh, Gucci just to kind of see you know, once he's really up to speed, um how he gets on. But as I say, that the first game tomorrow is obviously first game back at Parkhead. I think that's what everybody's really looking forward to. I'm definitely one of them. Um me and my wee boy are going tomorrow, so really looking forward to it. So in terms of a selfish point of view, I want to see um Burnaby um start because obviously he's the new the, the one kind of big new signing. Um, yeah. so far and um, I would I would imagine Segrist will might start tomorrow just the way that he's been he's been rotating it it might be a sort of Seagrist and Bain um, or it'll be the two that um, feature tomorrow but I um, in terms of anyone I don't think anyone in particular has been absolutely brilliant because like as we've discussed earlier they've not had that That yeah. in terms of just minutes on the pitch they've not had that to kind of time yet to really kind of stake a claim but by the same point, I don't think anyone's really looked out of sorts either. So um, I might I might just throw one out there. I hope to see him a wee bit more because I think this might be... A, a, you know, I hope he does um, do a Tony Ralston for last season. Um, I would actually quite like to see um, Mikey Johnson feature um, a, little, a little bit more, um, and especially in the pre-season games. Um, I know we we say it every year, Mikey always looks great in pre-season and then the blooming injury um, jinx hits again but I think we are all agreed, regardless of what our thoughts are that this is absolutely last chance Saloon so if he can do anything to stake a claim um, then I'd I'd be all for it as I say, we know he's at the moment way down the pecking order but that's what these games are for Um, he did all he could uh, in the first game so yeah, I'd like to see him at some point uh, tomorrow maybe
0: I do agree with um, Gucci. I think he's looked, mm-hmm. I know he's not played them like like everybody. Like, that's the, the shuffle. I've not seen massive amounts of any one person. I personally, when uh, O'Reilly got subbed off at halftime, <laughs> he was devastated because he looked like he was just absolutely running a show. And I was just like, oh, I just upload the highlights to Pornhub so I could just keep rewatching. watching. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Gucci, for me, see, when he first came in, I thought he was he was meant to be your like hardy. Sitting midfielder, but he's he looks so so technical. He's passing range in that first. I know that was like a pub team we were playing, but he's passing um, what was excellent. I think he's 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 really going to fit in well and the team. And speaking to a few of the boys last week, they were saying that out of all the the Japanese boys that came over, he was the one that was he was meant to be the the top boy. A lot of them. So I'm really interested to see what he can do this year. Stephen, same question to you. Coming up, anybody that you're looking forward to seeing. Anybody that you've you've thought pre season so far, except Julian, that's that's under underperformed so far. And, <laughs> and anybody you want to see um, that you've not seen as much of, or what you're looking for in the next couple of games, and, and specifically tomorrow, I think he'll go strong tomorrow. By the way, the first yeah. pre season game at, at Parkhead, I think he'll go strong, and he wants to give the, the fans uh, a few goals in the first half, and then he'll make make the changes then. But what you're looking to see?
1: I mean, first of all, Gibson King. With a great point here. Sorry to bring it back up again. I'd like to see Toby Olawami, the goalkeeper, get a chance because he's the future. He's the guy he's been on preseason as well with Celtic kind of looking up to Joe Hart. I'd like to see that. Agree with you on that S- one. Set him, set like... set
0: him. play on midfield. That's where Joe Hart <laughs> played last <laughs> <day. That's where
1: laughs> I mean Kevin Fourteen, I believe Calmack would have been rotating this year to keep him strong for the big games. Again, they're all great points coming in. Egyptian King Gucci is really developing his confidence from this preseason again I think Anthony echoed that in terms of he wants to see more I want to see more of him because what we have seen he, he looks assured he looks calm he can play a pass he can also he's really tenacious in the tackle he just gets his leg round never r- really gives a foul away from what I can tell gets the ball and plays it simple fantastic I would like to see a wee bit more of Boson Lawale the centre back playing again I think he's looked decent he looks quick he's, he's a unit um, Julian <sighs> No, that's no. Uh, Ur-Urigiri, I'll probably say 45 minutes of him to see if he can cut it again. Abada, get him in. O'Reilly, unbelievable. Just want to see him play again more and more. I'd Hatate to come back from his injury because he looked good up until then. But see, to be honest with you, I want to see them all because you're back at Celtic Park. There'll be a good atmosphere, it'll be a good occasion. Get out all the fans back in again and just enjoy it. Be so good, so good being a pick man. And now, isn't it like like before? You
0: if you, you had somebody drop out, even like and O'Neill's teams and stuff like that. See, for example, even Thompson or somebody dropped out, you'd be like, "Why is he not playing Thompson?" Whereas in this team, whoever is dropping out, somebody else is coming in. You're like, "I'm fine with that. I'm quite happy with this guy coming in." <laughs> it's magic, magic time to be uh, playing. I, I I actually I quite like the not um question because I, I like, I've seen a lot of. I've seen, well, again, it's YouTube clips and all the rest of it for last year, playing in the Belgian League, which isn't, I don't think it's a massive standard, like the drop in standard for the SPL, I don't think it's massive. Um, that's not, that's not. And, and he's looked excellent there, playing it right back and centre. I, I, like I like the thought of him at centre-half. He was driving out of the ball, passing strong, quick. I think it's everything that Andrew's philosophy is in a, in a centre-half. But he's not featured... Heavily, I would say, um, and somebody I, I can't remember the name, but it was I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Somebody in the comments said about playing them and that center midfield role at number six. What's he saying? Exactly, that's a good poor point. Chris. Man. Poor Chris. Poor Chris. <laughs> I agree, mate. Um, that center midfield role, number six. I think that's like a possibility. When I seen that comment, forgive me, I can't remember who it was. If, it, if you're watching in again tonight. It up, you mentioned it because you should deserve praise, and you should probably be on this podcast because we talk <laughs> fucking nonsense. But I think that's a decent option. But I think that Ange doesn't fancy him, and obviously he sees in training, and he's far better than me at what he does. But what do you think, Stephen? I'll come back to you first. What do you, do you think that he, he's an option, and why do you think we've not seen as much of him as as we would have thought? The likes of Boson is getting a chance, and like I, I agree with you. I think he looks a decent prospect, and he's he's done well since he's came in. But why is he getting in more minutes there at centre half than the likes of Uragidi?
1: I think he quite he, he nailed it. Hans doesn't fancy him. I mean, in his contract for that club and Austin Day and the Belgian where Jack Hendry, funny enough, went, there was an option to buy, but they just couldn't afford him. If that was under Turkey, be away. There's no question about it. I think he has. I mean, centre back. As you said, he was playing their flat team. He looked decent. He drove with the ball. He he, he looked like he had a good touch. What i seen in pre-season, the touch went back to when we first got him. Sometimes it's a confidence thing with, with these players coming back. They don't believe they're going to do it or they're going to make it. Uruguidi, let's be honest, I'll describe as a warrior because he's played so many minutes, but nothing really else. He's like a, a fitness machine. Everything else doesn't seem to quite click for him. He doesn't have the composure, the touch, the strength I'll give him he, he has in, in, in that aspect, but his positional play again at right back, he got caught out of the goals in centre half. He looks a bit shaky, a wee bit unsteady, unsure of himself. I don't think he'll get the chance. I think like Lawwell ahead, is ahead of him. I think Welsh is ahead of him. So he's already playing fifth fiddle there, to be honest, fifth choice. Let him go out again on loan because he's just going to run away in our, our bench or our B team, to be honest.
0: <laughs> fair enough. I totally disagree with about 75% of what you said there, but fair enough, <laughs> what, I think help. I, I think he totally has got composure I think he has got a good touch and he's passing he's passing's decent I, and I, I don't think he's a right back I think that's maybe why his positional sense isn't great there I think he's a centre-half and, and I think he's a for me I've what I've seen of him so far in pre-season I would, I would, I would have had him ahead of Boston but that's just me uh, <laughs> with Stephen the Tomlinson rant it's either him or John one of the fucking two of them <laughs> anyway let's go on to my favourite subject not Transfer rumours. We're gonna to have to talk about it because it's pre season and um, we're in we're in the window and this is we're coming up to the start of the season and we've we've got a few in the door. Um it's a really interesting one. I don't think we've actually touched on it in the pod yet. And I think it's dead in dead in the water now. But Tony, Jordan Larson, it's been <laughs> talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um and it's been a bit of a split in the in the support. It's the whole head rule heart thing. Um, obviously, he's the king's son. Um, I've not seen much of him as a footballer, so I can't comment on whether he's like, whether I think he's good enough or not. And I think the the heart rules ahead sometimes when it's about him coming in. And this is what I hate about these rumors and that because we don't even know Celtic have even spoken to him or anything. It's, it could have been blown up by the media. It's easy enough to say, listen, he's the king's boy. He's available on a free transfer now. I know John was saying that he's he's, he's obviously been a top talent because he's been at some decent clubs. He's, he's capped for his country. He was on big wages the, wherever he is. Um, and now the opportunity to get him in on a free transfer is a no-brainer. I personally think we do need a third striker um, in case Kyle Gorgio get injured. I don't think Maeda is a striker. I think he's a, he's, he's got our left, um, left wing nailed on. Uh, so I do think we need a third striker. So uh, like, if it was on a free... I think John's got a fair point when he talks about it. It's a no-brainer. But also, are you going to get in this team? If there is no injuries to the first two, is somebody like that wanting to come to the club? Um, It's a really interesting one because, uh, like I said, the head rolling a heart and people saying, oh, he's, and, and he's going to come in. I don't think if he came in, we would all be thinking uh, it would ruin any sort of legacy he's got it's as if he's a legend of the club already just because of what his dad done when he was here. It's absolutely ridiculous. But what do you think on the whole saga? And what, would your, what was your thoughts on when you first heard that, he, that there was a possibility he was going to come in?
2: I think you've got to look at it. I mean, to, to start off with, we, we all agree. I mean, it's um, if, if you're working on the marketing side, it's, it's Celtic. I mean, it's, it's a marketing man's wet dream, and it? Oh, yeah. the, you know, the son oh. of the king coming home. You know, like you say, the shirt sales itself would pay his wages or signing on fear, or whatever. So, you know, we, we certainly wouldn't have to worry about it on that front. Like yourself, Willie, I mean, I I, I don't tend to watch much Russian football or Swedish football or, or whatever, but I... <laughs> I, I that's, that's a fair point, Charles. Well, well, I don't know if there's, there's been some shite in the Russian league, to be fair. That's true. Um,
0: <laughs> G- Gary O'Connor, well, uh, That's
2: uh, me on bit mad. Yeah, but button, I've seen enough, exactly. I can't say I've seen enough about him to, to be able to make a say, like, oh, we absolutely should be pushing the boat out for him um, or wouldn't touch him with a barge pole. I don't know one way or the other. Based purely on ability... So my biggest worry was always, uh, does it fall into, you know, I call it James McLean-itis? Are are we only, is there just this demand to sign him based on, I mean, you you don't sign James McLean for Celtic for football reasons. There's a big uh, demand to sign him purely on the fact that he's, you know, very, you know, very outspoken in his views in terms of how the the British media and whatever, um, you know, try and portray him. He's not going to be anybody's, you know, mouthpiece or whatever. He he speaks his own mind, and it's a, a view that I totally um, agree with. So he's well liked in, in that kind of way, but that doesn't mean to say I want him this place in Callum McGregor in the middle of the park because he they can't hold a candle to Callum's ability. So I always worry, like, about wanting to sign him for for the right reasons. But you know, I'll take on board what a lot of other people are saying that no, this, this the, the lad he can play and. So, on face value, that that seems fair enough. But it seems you, you you just don't know exactly which rumours to believe or whether to just discount all of them. Like you say, at one minute it's straight that you know he's talking to agents. The other, the next minute it's like no, the deal's dead. A minute later, the deal was never happening. You know, other times it's we don't even him Jordan Larson's not been at Parkhead since he was a wee boy and all this kind of thing. So. And you know, in this modern day world of social media, you know, lies and falsehoods, you know, can get around the world twice before truth's even had the chance to tie up shoelaces. So, I'm, yeah. um, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I won't, I've not tried to pay too much attention to all of it. If he was to come, we know he would get a great welcome and a great reception. And, um, you know, but for what, you know, guys like John and stuff have kind of alluded to, he seems to be that he, he absolutely could be. Um, a success here, and I think the overwhelming majority of the support only daft enough to to put the pressure of um, his dad's yeah. achievements on him. You know, he's his own man; he's his own player. Um, it seems to be at the moment that it's not going to happen, but and I, I, if it is, it might be basically just on the fact that Ange, he's not a player; his attributes don't fit Ange's system. But mm-hmm. we. Um, We just don't know. Agent Ramsey, brilliant. But um, yeah, listen, if if he comes, great. But, you know, I think if he doesn't, there's still, there's other options out there, um, so to speak. Um, And as much as we don't, we wouldn't have to sign him in terms of a fee. You know, I think the agents and all that would work out that, you know, he'd be be on a hefty wage. And I don't think, you know, we've spent big this summer. I know we've got the Champions League money bank, but you just kind of be Splashing the cash right, left, and centre. Um, I think any extra monies that are spent now, have got to be, got to be wise in purchases. And if Ange doesn't think hundred percent that it'll fit, and then it it he won't be signed. Simple as that. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, Lucy, I agree agreeing you there, Tony. Definitely bang on. Mm-hmm. at the merchandise it would just be through the roof. Fit. Um, and if you're coming for Russian football, you're not you're no on pennies are you? They they pay fortunes sure. out there. So it would have to be a big drop in wages anyway. But he was definitely in the city because I heard him getting, he was getting fucked out of Gracie shouting, you can who my dad" is, and all that. So he was definitely there running <laughs> <and> about. <laughs> Stephen, what do you think it was? a. Uh, it would be beautiful if it was true and he came and he was successful and all the, the, the history that comes by, beyond it. But what was your their thoughts? Like for me, like I, I, it would be great. I would love for him to come in if he's, if he, if he fits in and he's, he's talented enough. I would never, ever once think like, like Tony saying that, that, um, he would have his feathers history hanging on his shoulders and we would all be, he's his own man, he's his own player. Um, To see Larson in the back of a hoop shot would be lovely to see a game right oh. now. But like, I, like, I, I can't comment because I've not seen much of him. Uh, so what was your what was your first thoughts when we were linked with him anyway? Uh, did you get excited and what were your
1: thoughts? I think if you could write a, a football love story, this would be it, wouldn't it? Uh, this would be up there with the best sellers. And before I come on that, Egyptian King makes a great point. Do you think Alan doesn't want Larson because the media eyes will be on him and he doesn't want the squad distracted? There could be many different variables to the situation regarding that kind of transfer, but how I was feeling, I mean, we spoke about it, Franny was on as well, and I just watched the emotion in his face when just learning that Larson, like his agent approached Celtic when Romano was tweeting that out and Anthony Joseph of Sky Sports, they were all kind of on that bandwagon. And you could see that little kid come back a wee bit, that, that kind of Larson... Henrik, for me and Henrik, for everyone in this podcast, it just brings a smile to your face. And anything to do with him, you're like, Yeah, bring him in. Yeah. Is he an amateur football player? That doesn't matter. Bring him on in. <laughs> but that, but as, as you said, like he's played in Russia. And I think me and John and stuff have spoke about it on the on the, the podcast chat. I think he was their top goal scorer for a couple of seasons, obviously, before all this kicked off and, and you know, the Ukraine and Russian type thing. And he, he got let go. He moved to Sweden last year, played on loan, the club he was at can't afford him. So now he's free. I think for me personally, it should be a no-brainer. It's risk-free. And as Anthony said, merchandise would pay for itself. But then you have to kind of question yourself. Is it an emotional signing or is it for the player? Granted, the player can play across three positions in the front three. You can play striker left, right, attacking mid as well. You can do all that. We've seen it. Um, but then you're linking it with the emotional thing. And I don't think there'd be, uh, the Larson name, I think you're 100% right. You can't link it to that legacy. This is an individual in his own right. From from his dad, leave that in the past. See what he can do. Let him build his legacy. South South Football Club. I was excited. I wanted it to happen, regardless. Like I was going, get him in. Just get him in. <laughs> get him signed. Get him through the doors. Could you? Could you imagine like the signing video? It'd be like crowns and all and thrones and just him appearing and I'd be absolutely. No crowns on a Celtic Park. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the king, I mean the king of kings, like the king. Of like, <laughs> But it'd be absolutely incredible. From a marketing ploy, from a social media ploy, it'd be absolutely top-notch. But I think it's dead in the water now. I think it's past. But again, it was wishful thinking, and it didn't happen. If it does in the future, big thumbs up for me. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it
0: seems like it is dead in the water, if it was even a goer to start with, to be honest with you. I don't believe a fucking word anybody says. On on the media side of things, we get linked to everybody. And this is, we kind of touched on the whole, that like, the, the history and why he's he's linked and for me it's just lazy journalism um mm-hmm. and it's similar i'm going to go on to the next two that have been linked again uh this week and it's uh mr davies that that snubbed us to go to liverpool which is a, mm-hmm. like fair enough and jason denier is now a free agent as well and that's getting thrown about and yet again it's like it's so lazy he's got they've both had celtic links in the past denier obviously was on loan at us for a while Uh, It was a very successful period as well, My might add. He he was very good when he was with us, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, Forced that great partnership with Van Dijk at the time, I think. Um, And I think he's still on the Belgium national side and all the rest of it. So he's definitely got qualities. And the Ben Davis one, again, I think it's just because we were in for him a couple of years ago. I don't even think Andrew was in charge when when we were last linked with him. No, I think no. it's just really, really lazy. And every time I see it, I don't even get excited about anything because I'm just like it's just nonsense. Some journalist has come up with fabrication. He's seen somebody's on a free, or oh, he's got a history with Celtic. Let's print that. Um, both centre halves. It looks like the media think we need another centre half. Steven clearly does. Anthony, do you, Tony? Do you think? Do you think we need to to uh, show up in there? We need that. We need another body in there, or do or do you think that? starting looks like CCV, Starfelt, and then we've got the likes of Julian and uh, Welsh and, and then Boston and back. Do you think that's um, sufficient backup for these guys or or do you think we need to move in the window and try and get somebody
2: else in? I think purely from a financial point of view, I think it will very much come down to what happens with Julian. If it turns out that he's staying and he's going he fight for his place and he gets more game time, I think it will be between him and Starfelt with to to go up against uh, to play alongside ccb um i think that'll be i think if starfield's not going to be fit for the opening game of the season i think the center half pairing will be julian and um ccb provided julian still in the building um so if he's still around i don't think we need to strengthen i don't think numerically it would even make sense um but if he goes up could obviously change the things about i mean i know or air Stevens talking about getting McGabby and Motherwell, I think I would rather get Robert McGabby um I trust him more <laughs> um just to continue my you know world leader despots, spots you know um but uh or but I, I just think you but, are a snaimball but <laughs> you know I just think that I I, I like Julian um I I, I was on the, the the show the night before the final game of the season last year when obviously the the um the article got released and I says, you know, that might well be be curtains. But he's still in the building. He's still playing. So that kind of tells you that that's not been the case that Ange has, has went down. And even if he is just playing him to try and get him in the window, whilst he's still here, um he can he can still feature. Um I still think at the moment the first choice pairing would be CCV and felt when both are available. Um but you know, I've not seen anything to, of Julian to suggest that he could not work well on in, in Anand's side, to, to be perfectly honest. I mean, his brief cameo against Raid Rovers, I know we were 4-0 up um, at the time when he came on in the cup, and within five minutes on the group chat, we were talking about just how much more... And, and I appreciate it's just Starfelt style, but Julian just looks a whole a lot more comfortable on the ball. Um, so if he's still around, I don't think we need to strengthen um if he does leave, then I think yeah, you would have to look like, to bring uh, someone else in. But I think at the moment, probably a defensive midfielder would be would be higher on the on the pecking order of priorities.
0: I agree. I totally agree with everything you said uh, that. Um, but there's been a bit of support for Stephen here, uh, and I know he's going to have a. <laughs> We've been on for an hour though, Stephen. So mind when this rant starts. It's, it needs to end at some point before midnight, tonight.
2: I know because um, me and the lasses have <laughs> still half more dinner. So
0: I'm in, I'm in agreement. with 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 um, Tony and whoever else uh, said last week. I didn't get. I was screaming at Atelier when you were having your rant last week. To be honest with you, I think that he totally fits Ange's style. He's comfortable with the ball at his feet. He's coming out for the back, and I don't. I, I, I really don't understand where you're getting this lack of pace from because I don't think he's any slower than than Starfield or. <laughs> <laughs> Ross is usually Ross doesn't do the disagree and he just sits back and watches the Tomlinson's go at it and then just puts his two cents in and, and then Mike drops and walks out again um, I, I I don't understand your, the pace argument I don't see it because I don't think he's any slower than either of the two I think he's, he's the, the first season he was immense I don't think he's lost I, I, I said earlier about Turnbull as well and um, when you have a long-term injury, I think people forget their qualities because they've not been seeing them week in, week out and it's straight away, oh, West Ham are in with 10 million, let him go. No, why? He's a, he's a fantastic player. And I think the same with Julian. I think I agree with Tony. I think if he stays, I don't think we need to do any more dealings at centre-half, to be honest with you. I think him and Welsh are sufficient backups. I don't think you're going to get anybody in unless you're spending millions and millions and millions of pounds, seven plus, more. so more than we play for Julian, if you're wanting to get somebody in to replace either Starfield or um, CCV so I think we're sufficient in that in that area so uh I totally disagree with everything you're about to say Stephen
1: <laughs> I mean obviously it's down to opinions everyone's a title to it <coughs> that's fair enough I it's my opinion I've went over it the last two weeks Julian for me doesn't fit the style he's too slow too labored and again I'll point to it Ans wants players on the halfway line. one ball over the top Julian's done he has no recovery speed. Starfelt's far quicker. I don't know what matches you're watching. Starfelt is far quicker than Julian over 10 yards. Easy. Easy. That's my, that's my two cents on Julian. But in, in, in terms of what I'm feeling at the moment, the transfer activity, I have to admit I'm becoming a wee bit impatient. Yes, we've signed Jada and Carter Fickers. Brilliant. Brilliant signings. Brilliant things for the club. Great injection of, kind of momentum and going forward. Burnaby's come in. Seagrass has come in. I know Mietta technique was signed this summer, but he was an obligation to buy. Apart from that, pretty really quiet, to be honest. I, think, I still think we're lacking centre midfield area, as Anthony rightly said, a centre defensive mid. I think needs done, needs sorted. I think we can all see that. We've missed out on a few targets, if we're led to believe, like Sosa, and I know we're linked to that wee Guy Vera from the Argentinian Juniors football club over in Argentina, obviously. Um, I still think we need maybe, as William said, a third striker to come in. Um uh, I don't know, possibly another winger as well, because you can't rely on Maggie Johnson in terms of injuries and things like that, so you have to account for all them kind of things that could happen throughout the season. You don't want much, are you? No, but I mean, you have have to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be be honest. I I am a wee bit impatient. I think it's been relatively slow since the Burnaby settings were announced. I thought I was kind of a couple more coming, coming in. No possibility said he's taking his time and stuff, but Again, that's me being impatient. You know me by now. I'm impatient and I'll sit. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's just how I'm feeling. But yeah, in regards to the rest of it, as we talked about, the preseason camp was fantastic. We're back home tomorrow. All to look forward to.
0: Okay, this is, this is my last point on Julian, right? I'm like, John, I, I want to know what you're basing this whole a ball over the top pace thing on. Is it 40 minutes of preseason that he's played, or what, what are you basing this on that we've seen? Because we've not seen him since two or three years ago and I never seen that when that was happening and bearing in mind Starfelt for the first three months of his Celtic career got caught with a ball over the top at least seven times a game and he's and he's came into fruition and once he got match fitness under and and, and he, he was much better so I just want to know what you're basing this Julian information on because we've not seen anything of him in two years
1: well I mean we could have seen something of him at the turn of, this, at the, turn of the year but we didn't so Posterkow clearly see something he's not quite keen on. I'm not pissing on Julian as a defender. No, yeah. He's um, No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, you have. No, yeah, I think no, it's really no, no.
0: unfair what you've been I'm, doing, I'm actually. Basing this, because I'm facing this now. you are going to if talk with me, me, I can't yeah. talk. Well, because you're not, because I think you're being really unfair. If Ferdinand and Vittich were playing together and somebody was came back for an injury and was outstanding, you're not going to break that pair up when they've been playing unbelievable all season, when we're still going for however many, however many titles or, or trophies. You're not going to break that pair nut for, for somebody to come back in.
1: But Julian D- Julian wasn't part of that pair. I know what you're trying to say, but Julian hasn't been near the squad in two years, which done just fine. I don't, like, for me, Posta Cogli had a chance to, to read so over and look interest. at him. Yeah, 100%. But he's back. He's back from injury. And what I've exactly. seen over the season. Yeah, that's, that's the point that, while he's making. He, that's he, he, what I'm he, making. He's been out and for has, over a year. And, he's and, he's not and had when he's chance.
2: came back and been fit, it's been in the, right in the business end of a. Of a season I'm where you're going Toby Toby Rangers for forty million quid in the title, you're not going to break up a defensive partnership to integrate somebody that's been out for a year. But that's what we're saying now that it's pre-season. He's got more of a chance to shine.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Trisa. I Appreciate that. I'm entitled <laughs> Stephen, to my opinion. Exactly. I believe.
0: And, and, I know, Stephen. And we're entitled to ours. That's the fucking point of the debate. So you can't have a go. <laughs> You can't have a go at me. That was, John's right. Bring up all the Julian uh, thingies that agree with there's, you. There's, no, there's Listen, no one saying
1: that Julian... There's no one saying i right
0: But you can't go off your head and say something and say, this is my opinion. When I'm giving you my opinion and you disagree Yeah, I with appreciate it.
1: it. I appreciate it. Right, but I'm going to disagree question, with
0: And then you just said, you're no passion in these chips. And I said, I think you have been unfair. And then you flew off like a fucking wheel granny that lost at the bingo. Yeah, you can't be a fucking <laughs> ham, <hand>, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: I, it's my... If, if he wanted to see him, right, he would have given more minutes of pre-season. Regardless, I know he started the first game, but after that it's been Carter Vickers and Wells. That seems to be his preferred choice going forward. Obviously, 45 minutes apiece, but I can see that going into the new season if Starfield remains injured. What's the point of keeping a high earner on the wage bill if he's not getting a look in? Just drowning money out of the club? Let him go. Let him go to another club on loan or whatever. I'm basing my opinion on tactics, purely tactics. He does not have speed. He's like Shane Duffy in that sense. He doesn't have the speed to recover. Shane Duffy got found wanting in Europe. And I know you're going to point the lad to and things like that. And 100 percent he scored vital goals. I'll always give him that in the League Cup. But it's, it just happens this way. I just think it's natural progression. We'll let him go and we move on.
0: No, that's fair enough. But you don't need to get your high wick when I when I question when I'm asking you a question about it. Fucking hell, man. <laughs>
1: Because I've been questioned for two weeks. You've got a mere fucking... Welcome I don't know to about,
0: Friday Fight Night asked, on endless I know, and at the start of it, you actually asked me to bring up Joanne when I said I wasn't going to, you've got more <laughs> opinions on them than you have fucking Umbro T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> anyway. what? Right, we've not even, we've no even um, delved into the loan market yet. Do you think that's an option, boys, that we should be looking? Because obviously it was successful last year. We brought two guys in with the option to buy, and then uh, I think there's something that we could appreciate that, mate. Um, something that we could we could look at in the near future as well but again it's this whole we get thrown in or oh, uh, Souza in midfield oh yes let's get this guy I'm like Conor McGregor who the fuck is this guy never heard of any of these guys and everybody's raving get them in and, and oh we've lost it on him right Vera's the next one who the fuck's this guy there? everybody's running and, and we've not even seen and we don't even know if they're linked just because Romano said that. who apparently is the fucking mystic Meg who tell us Juranovic was away two weeks ago and we've still yet to hear anything else and he's the one of the main mans in the in the strip uh, promotion um, but aye to round off I agree I think we need a striker a third striker in case one of the guys gets injured up top but, uh, uh, tough tackle in centre mid but I, I, I totally agree with what Stephen's saying as well is that um, we do need to get a few out the door eh Flady
2: Knight smite down <laughs>
0: With Steven's Stephen's Mince McDinsick, man, you can't even get a word done because it's his fucking show. And that's it. Fuck <laughs> off, Willie. Don't, talk John, John, don't talk. John, get in the comments. John, get in the comments. No, so what, what we're saying, a striker, CDM. <laughs> yeah, you don't get this in <laughs> any other podcast. By the way, you should see our group chat. It's a bit more tastier <laughs> than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, so Blackburn, Blackburn tomorrow. Hopefully we get, uh, it's, it's meant to be a decent crowd. Hopefully we get a lot of the big guns out there. Uh, loads more goals. I'm pretty sure we'll concede as well because that's the way it is. Uh, lovely Scotch area day as well. Uh, so enjoy your weekend trips. That's us done. I'm away
2: from anymore. That's, anymore. For that's another, it before it turns into another Monday night, night war zone.
0: This pint's getting... Don't don't feel sorry for Stephen. Aye, exactly fall no into the he's a the no only even reason he gets a hard because he just has a total uh, left field opinion to everybody else, and then <laughs> and then doesn't understand why everybody disagrees with him. Um, no, I nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and take vodka through the eyeballs because that was fucking hard work. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> the captain, I'll let you uh, fire in with the with the old Bruce Forsyth number and finish us off. Cheers trips.
1: Thanks very much. I just <laughs> want to say again, thanks everyone for watching. I mean the interaction's been great. Lots of comments coming in. I have not ignored any comments at all about pro Julian comments before I get a for that. I just didn't say getting, time getting time. a golf club <laughs> out and everything
2: He's ready he for a school <laughs> <own squared> goal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say, thanks again to the guys who became members of the podcast. It's an option you for everyone. At, man. The- ninety nine oh, yeah. P a month. Just get on it if you can. It's it's just brilliant for the channel. Brendan and thanks for the support. We're over one K. We smashed it. And to everyone who's watching along, stay well and keep safe. Hill Hill.